Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, here we go. Welcome once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. It is the middle of the week, and let's get this show started. We've got a great show for you to include the opening night of college basketball, the latest college football rankings, and I'm going to preview the Tennessee-Georgia game for this upcoming weekend. All right, I like these Wednesday shows because I have free range to just talk about whatever, and I've been noticing a lot of the Wednesday shows is more editorial. I'll state my opinion. I'll try to get this show going because sometimes it's a slow sports Wednesday. On my Monday shows, I cram in as much sports as I possibly can from the weekend. And then on my Friday show is my high school football show. So with college basketball starting, I'm also going to include high school basketball. As many of you know, I'm the public address announcer for Russell County High Basketball as well. I did football. Now I'm doing basketball. And Russell County will have their first game this Friday against Bullock County. Then they got two games next week, so that is going to be fun. Looking forward to seeing the Russell County Warriors in action as Coach Battle has got them fired up and they are ready for another exciting season of Warriors basketball. And it also includes the girls basketball team and the JV team as well. Don't want to forget about them. So it is basketball season. You know, we have the NBA, we have college basketball, we have Columbus State. Their first home game is going to be this Monday against Moorhead State at the Lumpkin Center. And for the first time since after the pandemic, we are going to have fans in the Lumpkin Center. I cannot wait. And I'm going to try to go to some games this year as well. I went to a game against Columbus when Columbus State took on Clayton State back in the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic. It was really weird to see. It was in February. And so the pandemic was going on, but nothing was locked down yet. And it just was weird going back into my photos and videos that I took of the game and just to see fans everywhere with no social distancing, no masks. It's crazy times we live in. We even have a game this year canceled because of COVID. That's unheard of in 2021. In 2020, it was everywhere. There were games canceled. I know high school football games were canceled in 2021, but we have the Cal-USC game canceled because of COVID. And what's crazy is Cal is 99% vaccinated. Speaking of vaccinations, this Aaron Rodgers story will not go away. I don't know if he's been defiant. He, it's every right for him not to get the vaccine. And there are many issues of why he does not want to get the vaccine. And now I'm starting to think that this is just starting to become a circus. Whether or not you're vaccinated or you don't agree with the vaccine, you got to protect yourself. Whatever happened to, if you're not vaccinated, wear a mask and social distance. I don't know. Moving on to college basketball, because we had some pretty cool games last night. I actually watched the tail end of the Kansas-Michigan State game because I wanted to see the college football rankings. And then they followed by Duke and Kentucky. 
This is Coach K's last season. It's his farewell tour, and Duke got the win over Kentucky. Kentucky's going to look a little bit different this year. They're not going to have those one-and-done freshmen, and Coach Calipari is trying to bounce back from a disastrous 2020 season, a disastrous 2021 season from last year, a disastrous season from last year. Looking across the top 25 in college basketball, there wasn't any upsets. Well, you had one. You had Navy beating Virginia. Virginia was ranked 25th. The local team here in Georgia, Mercer. You remember the Mercer Bears that upset Duke in the 2014 NCAA championship? And the city of Macon practically had a parade. It was a very big deal in Macon. Well, Mercer played Arkansas close. However, they fell to the Razorbacks 74-61. to Mercer was actually leading at halftime, 36-28, to and then Arkansas just pulled away. Arkansas is one of the top teams in the SEC for college basketball this year. The interesting fact about college basketball this year is that the last two champions have not necessarily been traditional Blue Bloods. You had Baylor winning it all last year. Then we had the pandemic that canceled the 2020 season, and then Virginia in 2019 won the championship. One thing about college basketball I just don't like, and I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of the Blue Bloods always going to the Final Four. You know who I'm talking about. Kansas, Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. You could throw Villanova in there too. They've won two titles recently. But I would like to see teams like Auburn, when they made it to the Final Four, Back in 2019, I'd like to see I'd like to see the University of Alabama win an NCAA basketball championship. I still know I still think nobody would care in Alabama because they're all about football. But we are big on the SEC, and we did have some games last night in the SEC. Alabama did get the win over Louisiana Tech, 93-64. You had Auburn beating Moorhead State. Auburn is ranked 22nd in the preseason AP poll. And they beat Moorhead State 77 to 54. Georgia beats Florida International 58 to 51. And uh, Tennessee is also ranked. They beat UT Martin 90 to 62. I'm going to try to pay more attention to college basketball because when it comes to college basketball, when do you pay attention the most? March Madness? When you're filling out your bracket? Conference tournaments? Or what about conference play? I'm going to start paying attention to college basketball during the preseason when they have all the invitational tournaments because that is one way to get your bracket top-notch. Although, sometimes you never know with this tournament. And one team I'm hoping that they can get back on track is Georgia Tech. They did make it to the NCAA tournament last season. However, they lost to Miami of Ohio 72-69. to That was a surprise. Georgia Tech playing at home at the McCamish Pavilion to about half capacity. I miss the good old days when Georgia Tech was dominant in college basketball. You could not find a ticket to a Georgia Tech-Duke game. Now they're just easy to come by. Those teams led by head coach Bobby Crimmins in the 90s, and then Paul Hewitt taking over in Georgia Tech, making it all the way to the 2004 National Championship game against UConn, which I still think they should have won. That was a great team with Will Bynum, Jarrett Jack. Such a great team. And that was after Chris Bosh left in 2003. I miss the good old days when Georgia Tech was a college basketball powerhouse. But it got so bad for Georgia Tech that 
even when they were good and they make it all the way to the NIT championship in 2017, they get boat rolled by TCU and it's just not good. But they did make it to the tournament last year. They're not off to a great start after losing to Miami of Ohio. So we should see, we shall see how Georgia Tech fares this year. I'll talk a little bit about Georgia State as well. That is a very good program. Remember a couple of years ago, they upset Baylor in the NCAA tournament. So college basketball is going to get a lot of love on this show, especially since it's basketball season. All right, we did have the first, we had the second college football rankings last night. It was televised. I watched it. No surprise that Michigan State and Wake Forest fall out of the rankings, but Michigan State falls all the way to seven. So a very interesting note. No surprise, Georgia is number one. Alabama is number two. So the voters giving him the benefit of the doubt, even though they almost lost to LSU. One thing interesting is Oregon is three and Ohio State is four. The committee does believe in head-to-head, but Oregon has such a bad loss. Oregon should be punished for that bad loss to Stanford. Ohio State should be number three, but we shall see. It's still a lot of season left. Cincinnati jumps up in the rankings. They are just on the outside looking in at number five. What does that tell you about Cincinnati's resume? They've been barely winning these games, and yet they are not in the top four. Followed by them, you have Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State are just going to cannibalize each other. And then Oklahoma, not getting any respect. They need to start blowing out teams if they want to get into the conversation for the college football rankings. They're down at number eight. And don't count out Notre Dame. Their one loss to Cincinnati, they could run the table and possibly sneak into the college football playoff. Remember, they don't have a conference game, so that might hurt them as well. Texas A&M at number 11 is the best two-loss team in the rankings. You know, it's possible that Texas A&M could win all their games. Alabama could lose to Auburn. Texas A&M would have the tiebreaker against Alabama, and they could face Georgia in the SEC championship. What happens if Texas A&M wins? Could it be that for the first time in the college football playoff era that we will have a two-loss team in the college football playoffs? It's highly unlikely because Texas A&M had two bad losses, but that's a possibility. You you just never know. I love these college football playoff shows, and now we're going to preview... The game that I really look forward to every year, and that is the Georgia-Tennessee game. Many of you know I have ties to both states. I went to Freed Hardman University in 1999. It's a small Christian school in rural Henderson, Tennessee. If none of you know where Henderson, Tennessee is, it's a very small town between Memphis and Nashville. It's a little bit closer to Memphis. It's about an hour outside of Memphis, but it's about 30 minutes south of Jackson, Tennessee, if you know where that is. West Tennessee is very confusing, and there I was, a student at Freed Harbin University. The year is 1999. Tennessee, the volunteers, are pumping their chest after winning the national championship in 1998. So there are livid Vols fans on the campus of Freed Harbin. I believe 80% of the student body at Freed Harbin live in Tennessee. So they are mostly Tennessee fans. That's pretty cool. So I adopted the Tennessee Volunteers as the college football team I rooted for in college. Remember, I came from California. We don't really care about college football that much. I had an investing interest in Cal and Stanford, but that's about it. I'd watch them on TV and I'd root for them. 
But it was a wake-up call when I went to school at Freed Harmon and every game that Tennessee played felt like the Super Bowl. You had people wearing their Vols gear. My roommate had a stuffed animal of uh, Smokey. He had a picture of Neyland Stadium. He had a Peyton Manning jersey. He loved the Tennessee Volunteers. And I rooted for him because they were a good college football team in the early 2000s, late 90s. They just had a national championship. Philip Fulmer was coaching them to at least 10 wins every year. During the time I had no ties to Georgia, I didn't move, I didn't live in Georgia yet in the early 2000s. They've had some great games between each other. Remember the hobnail boot? Georgia winning against Tennessee in 2001. Or how about in 2004, Tennessee going into Athens and beating Georgia. Then it gets really interesting because you had those years where Tennessee would beat Georgia in 2006. And then Lane Kiffin in 2009 would beat Georgia in Knoxville. They would go back and forth. Or how about Kirby Smart's first year in 2016 when Josh Dobbs threw the Hail Mary? Tennessee Vols fans will never forget that. This is a very, very special rivalry. It's not their best rivalry, but Georgia coming into this game ranked number one, going into Knoxville. This is hostile territory. And yes, I'm now rooting for Georgia now. I'm not flipping sides or anything. I just root for the local team wherever I live in. I moved to Georgia in 2006. I started rooting for Georgia because I live in the state of Georgia. I like Tennessee. I'll root for Tennessee as well. I want to see both teams do good. And Tennessee this year looks really good. They're 5-4 and four after that impressive victory on the road in Lexington, beating Kentucky. And now, first-year head coach Josh Heupel has got this offense on a roll. Hendon Hooker threw four touchdown passes in that game. The key is for Tennessee to get Georgia off their game. Get a big play, get up early. If Tennessee can get up 7-0, get that crowd involved, maybe Stetson Bennett could make some mistakes. First of all, if Stetson Bennett cannot move the ball against Tennessee like he did in the first half against Florida, then Kirby Smart's going to go straight to JT Daniels. There's got to be a different change, but this is going to be the most dangerous game for Georgia. I actually thought the Auburn and Florida game were the two games where I was nervous that I thought Georgia would have the worst time. This game is probably the game where I'm probably going to be watching it on pins and needles, hoping that Georgia doesn't make the big mistake because that's how Tennessee is going to win this game. If Georgia makes mistakes, commits turnovers, I'm here to tell you if Tennessee plays a perfect game, I think they have a shot at upsetting Georgia. Georgia is favored by 20 points, but you never know. It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. You saw what happened in 2001. You saw what happened in 2004. These two teams trying to get back on track. Tennessee, I like to see Tennessee good. I like to see them back at a 10-win program, but it is hard when you have Florida, Alabama, Georgia on your schedule. And when Kentucky is good and when South Carolina is good and Missouri is good, sometimes Tennessee is lucky to get six wins. Because they always have a tough schedule. They always play a tough out-of-conference schedule. So Tennessee just needs some breaks. I think the big break is they need to go get a quarterback that can win them games. What about Arch Manning? Is he even a possibility to commit to Tennessee? I mean, his uncle played at Tennessee. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the Tennessee Volunteers back in the conversation of one of the top teams in college football. Other than that, for the top 25, you do have Oklahoma and Baylor. 
That's going to be a tough test for Oklahoma, so we'll see how that goes. Purdue and Ohio State. Purdue is now ranked in the top 25. And then College Game Day is going to be over at Oxford as Texas A&M is taking on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Some great college football games this week. We also have the Columbus River Dragons having their first home game this Friday against the Carolina Thunderbirds. Remember, they're going to have a game on Friday, and then they have a game on Saturday. And so we have hockey back in the Fountain City. Don't forget also that the Columbus Rapids are going to be in action December the 30th. So come on out to the Civic Center and see men and women's indoor soccer, as that is going to be a great atmosphere at the Civic Center. You know, on this show, I'm a big fan of these sports movies. So anytime there is a sports movie or there is an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, I like to preview it on the show. I previewed Space Jam 2. That actually was a pretty good movie. And I previewed American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. It comes out during Christmas. So this sports movie that I'm going to preview is called Keen Richard. It stars Will Smith as Richard Williams. He is the father of Serena and Venus Williams. Now, I'm probably going to watch this movie on HBO Max because I have an HBO Max subscription. But I'm interested to see how well they do this movie. Because Serena and Venus is a very incredible story about two tennis players. First of all, Serena Williams is the best tennis player in the world. Venus is a pretty good tennis player. They're both great. They both won Grand Slam titles. I'm not saying that Venus is number two behind Serena, but Serena is the better sister. But that is just incredible that Richard Williams was able to coach them and bring them to superstardom in their tennis career. So looking forward to that movie. Going to watch it on HBO Max. As Of course, I always review sports movies on this show. And also, we have the Tom Brady documentary coming up in November. And say what you want about Tom Brady, he is 44 years old, but he's still doing great. That is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. I am always on the air, and I will talk to you Friday. Stay tuned for my high school football show as we will preview the second round of the Alabama high school playoffs. That should be fun. All right. I'll see you guys Friday. Have a good day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.